And then I, so I told the youth director, I said, Hey, the guy I prayed with to accept Christ. I said, man, I, I, I feel like maybe I'm being called to be a pastor. And he was like, awesome. We're going to test it. And I was like, Oh, is it like a, like, what are you prick my finger? Like, what do you get a blood sample? How does this work? <laughs> I had no idea. And, and I would say, I mean, my absolute favorite part of my job is the, like Matt was saying, the relationships and, and specifically one of my favorite parts is walking through life, even the mundane of life with, with students and watching them grow up. I just want to be part of something that, you know, communicates to people that this is, this is what Meredith said is fun. Um, it's an adventure. Uh, it's incredibly hard and difficult, uh, but we get to watch kids, you know, grow in their faith and we get to be on the front row and on the front lines of seeing families healed and seeing Jesus work in those. You are listening to the PCA Next Gen Podcast. We are broken. We are messy. We are student ministry leaders. We've experienced the battles of ministry and we've wondered where is God in those battles? So we created this podcast to connect with you. Our hope is that as you listen, you'll see God at work in our broken ministry stories. Through Jesus, we are deeply loved by the Father. We think that anyone can get in on this. So subscribe and connect with us at www.pcacdm.org. Thank you for listening. All right, welcome to the uh, PCA Next Gen Podcast. Uh, I am with Matt Hedinger, you know, uh, the guy down south in Miami, Florida at Old Cutler, and then with also uh, Meredith, uh, who is at, and uh, I know we just talked about this, Meredith, but Westside Church in uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, and she does student ministry. She loves to write, and uh, yeah, I'm glad that both of them are on, and we're actually going to be probably hosting pretty much the podcast episodes from here on out, us three, hopefully. Fingers crossed. That's what I'm, that's what I'm dreaming about. And uh, I think it's going to be really good. So what we wanted to do um, for this, you know, is probably take some time to introduce ourselves, tell a little bit about how we got involved in student ministry. You know, why did we stay in it? I think that's a funny question. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did we stay? And then um, why do you care about the PCA and this next generation of student uh, pastors and leaders and youth workers and volunteers? And then, uh, and then you know, when each person's you know, done sharing, I think we can also respond uh, and ask some further questions. But that will be kind of the way we'll get things rolling. So I want to start with the GOAT, uh, Matt Henninger. <laughs> he's actually not a goat. He is, if, in case you don't know, it doesn't mean I'm the greatest of all time. I'm just old and furry <laughs> and him a goat. Can, cantankerous. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a goat, but uh, he is the greatest of all time. Uh, Matt Henninger, uh, why don't you? Uh, yeah, share maybe. Um, you know, you're at Old Cutler. You've been doing student ministry. I think when I talked with you last, what twenty plus years, or is it twenty five plus? Yeah, years? But, uh, twenty about twenty seven years. Twenty seven. Wow. In one shape or another, one shape or another. Yeah, that's um, amazing. Yeah, so I was um, a kid in a single parent home 
in Northwest Indiana, just outside Chicago. We did, you know, grandma went to church. We didn't go to church. We were Easter Sunday Christians at best, but we weren't even Easter Easter Christmas Christians. We were just Easter Christmas attenders. Um, and then when I was about 17, I was a junior in high school. I got invited to a youth group at a PCA church. And I said, uh, my friend said, Hey, do you want to come to my youth group? And I was like, I don't, what is a youth group? And he's like, well, you know, it's like all the teenagers in the church, they get together. And I was like, I, I still don't understand because, well, we're having free ice cream. I'm like, why didn't you lead with that? <laughs> that was, you buried the headline on that. There's free ice cream. I'm in. So, <laughs> uh, started going to youth group and that environment was so welcoming because he, it was not a big youth group, but he had already told stories about me. And so that I, when I showed up, we're like, Oh, you're the guy that did this. And you're the guy that did that. Um, I felt very welcomed and embraced and then very quickly, uh, and I won't get into the whole story, but like how I became a Christian, but there was a lock in accepted Christ. Um, but very quickly and very disturbingly or, or disruptively, not disturbing, disruptively, I started hearing, not audibly, but I'd have these thoughts of like, what would it be like if it was your job to study the Bible all the time? What would it be like? And it was all these hints of like leading me toward like, maybe I'm being called to be a pastor, mm -hmm. which was very upsetting because I was, I really wanted to be a cop. I really wanted to be like Dirty Harry. I really wanted to be like the tough movie guy. And I started asking friends. I was like, and people that weren't Christians. Like I remember, I remember, and I've told this girl since then, uh, like a girl I went to high school with. And she was just sitting in front of me. And I was like, could you imagine me as a pastor? <laughs> and she's like, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, like and it, so just got all these confirmations all mm -hmm. over the place. And then I, so I told the youth director, I said, Hey, the guy I prayed with to accept Christ. I said, man, I, I, I feel like maybe I'm being called to be a pastor. And he was like, awesome. We're going to test it. And I was like, Oh, is it like a, like, what you prick my finger? Like, what do you get a blood sample? How does this work? <laughs> I had no idea. And he's like, no, we're going to put you in front of people. We're going to give you opportunities to do things and see where it fits. And so then it very quickly turned into me helping with, like, as I graduated high school, then I started to help run the middle school and um, loved working with students. So at the very least, at the beginning, it was a jumping of the track from law enforcement to ministry, mm. if that makes sense. That's kind of how we, how I got there was um, God saying, I have different plans for you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, what's uh, what was the name of the the youth guy that pushed you in that direction? Michael Saunders. Michael Saunders. Man, that's awesome. What a, is it? Did, do you stay in touch with them at all? Yeah, I know like his kids. Uh, <laughs> I still talk to him, and actually, like, um, it's so cool. His granddaughter is in my young adult ministry. Oh, yeah. So that, that feels like super, um, I, I'm going to show my age, but like on the old sitcoms, like somebody, the, the main character on the sitcom would save somebody's life and then that person would follow them around so they could <laughs> like justify or, or pay them back somehow. 
I, I, that's what I feel yeah. like right now. Like I got, I got to do a really good job with this. With this, this yeah. And you're, yeah. Or else I'm, yeah, I haven't. Yeah. I, I feel that for sure. I feel that <laughs> you, uh, so a lot of people get, I mean, many people get into student ministry, but not many people stay in student ministry mm-hmm. and you have stayed, you know, 27 years in student ministry, which is, uh, wonderful i have no i have no other marketable skills that's no. that's why i stay i'm not capable of doing anything that's not true man youth ministry has worn remember you're the goat okay <laughs> remember you're a goat so. no you're right why did i stay it's the money it's the money it's it's, it's, it's the money <laughs> that's why you stay for the money. yeah it's the dollars uh it's the only way i can afford this extravagant lifestyle <laughs> i've grown accustomed to <laughs> All the trips, all the free vacations you get to take with middle school and high school students. Right, right. All the t-shirts. Yeah, all the t- you get clothes, food, a p- tons, all-you-can-eat pizza, and free vacations with middle school. Right, no, right. <laughs> who, who wouldn't stay? So who would Smells stay? you can't unsmell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Matt, maybe maybe tell us a little bit. You know, this is this is important. I want to know for myself. Um, why, why, why did you stay in student ministry? What kept you in the game? Well, you know, I think that one of the fun things about doing this job is if you're the kind of person that likes uh, change and excitement, like you're always going to be doing something different. You're always mm-hmm. going to try something. And there's been lots of things that I've tried that were massive failures. And some things that I've tried that were like huge successes for a time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at one point in Miami, I opened up a middle school nightclub at our church. <laughs> Meredith like almost spit her drink out. Like that was so great. She's like, what? I do feel well, like you well, need to explain this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, uh, it was an outreach we had it at the church and it was clean. Was there you know, dancing? It was, a, yeah, there was a DJ. I had one of my high school kids was a DJ. He had bought all this stuff. I was like, look, just keep it clean. Were there you know, bouncers? And, uh, well, Mikey, come on. Yeah, yeah, sure. You are the bouncer. <laughs> I am the bouncer. <laughs> Who's gonna mess Was up? I on the brood squad? I was the brood squad. <laughs> did, did this nightclub have a name? Yes, it did. What was it? You're gonna laugh. Club Illumination. Oh, okay. I How long ago was this? This was years ago. This was years. And it didn't last forever, but that's my point. My point is like these ideas, these, uh, one of the other crazy things I did was we did a poker tournament. We had, we had oh, a poker tournament because it was big at the time. It was like poker had just exploded. So you can exploit things like that and that's fun and you can ride that wave, but it's, they're always going to stop. They're always get, like, kids are going to stop coming to those kind of things. Like they, they, they're a fad. And, um, I think what I've learned is I love building relationships with students. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you're in it for, then there's always students to build relationships mm-hmm. with. So I think I think I I know what I enjoy, and I enjoy the the entrepreneurial, innovative aspect of youth ministry. But that's not sustainable. That's like that's like sugar to me, right? And relationships are like protein. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, it's fun. Everybody likes sugar. Everybody wants dessert, but you need to, you need to eat. A good meal of steak. So I think I still I still enjoy getting to know students, walking with students through their life, encouraging students. That's and not just specific students because that's the other trap, right? 
you can get so locked in on one or two kids and not yeah. go back and start building new relationships with new kids. Mm. Right. So that's another uh, indicator, but uh, yeah, I think that's, that's never changed. And I still love that. And my, and my wife, she'll, she knows like the archetype names, like the first kid that you get really close to. Right. So she's like, Oh, is this the next Jose? Like, yeah. like she's, you know, or the really troublesome, I won't say his name, but like, you know, this is, oh, this kid, this, yeah, this, this kid's the next, oh, so-and-so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she knows exactly like what I'm dealing with. Yeah. I was going to, yeah. See if you, if there's like some specific, if there's a specific story with the kid where you're like, okay, I gotta, I want to be in this. I want to see this through. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll t- like, oh man, this just came up the other night. There was a kid. This is a couple years ago. This is at a, this is at the church I'm at now, where this kid came in, middle schooler. He was a real handful. Um, don't know. I don't know if he was ever ever became a Christian, but I was like, I either have to like step back from this kid, or I'm gonna strangle him, or I gotta turn in real hard and like this kid's gonna be my best friend. <laughs> and I just kind of had made that commitment that I was going to turn into that and, and really pursue this kid hard. I mean, he was coming to things, but I meant like, we're going to have, like, I'm going to have to be the one to disciple them as opposed to somebody else. And, um, then their family disappeared. Mm. Their family, like the mom had a psychotic break, took the two kids with her, like just disappeared out of our community. And and the way we found out they were gone he did not show up the morning we left for summer camp, mm-hmm. the edge conference. We were leaving for the edge at Lookout mountain and he never showed up. And I finally had to leave and I kept calling like, while I'm driving up the highway, never got any word. And then we came back and had to solve the mystery. Um, and so it's one of the strangest things that's ever happened to me. But that's, that is, I think that what I'm saying in essence, you have to commit to like, I'm going <clears> to <throat> engage and go after this student. And it can't be based on what you're going to get out of it mm-hmm. or, you know, what you think success might be. You do it for the sake of doing it. And that's when you know you're in the right place. Yeah. Love it. So if you don't like kids, uh, don't do students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think you wouldn't have to say that, but you do. <laughs> I, think, I feel like so many people work with kids. They're like, I hate kids. I'm like, well, why are you doing Why are you here? Yeah. So, um, Matt, so you were part. You're part of this team, the PCA Next Gen team. You know, why do you why do you care about you know future you know youth leaders, youth workers? What's what's your why for that? So you know, I'm a I'm the oldest kid of three in a divorced family. My parents got divorced when I was eight years old, and I was Meredith and I were joking like, if you look up in the textbook, like I there's a picture of me in a psych psych manual of like what that does to a kid. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think that that damage makes me an excellent youth director in the sense that uh, I think even in our own church, people don't understand what we do. We can feel isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult to connect with other people that are doing the same thing. I mean, because we all have such strange schedules. Um, all of that is a real handful. Um I'm sorry. We can cut this out, but my dog literally just puked right on my couch while I was talking. So that was 
Like if we're just going to be real, that just happened. Um, so I'm going to answer this question and I'm going to step away for a second. Maybe we can pause. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't, it wasn't your goat? <laughs> it was my pet goat. Chip, what did you do? <laughs> um, Meredith met Chip a minute ago. Um, why? So I, what I am, I'm committed to, I want, I don't want anybody to, to feel alone. Mm. I don't want anybody that does this. Like I love doing this. I love people that do it. I think we, I think we instantly kind of connect mm. and like each other, but no one's taking the time to make sure we're together. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like, uh, as I've gone through d- different phases and difficulties, one of the things that saved my career was Barnabas, the Barnabas, uh, is it connection or conference connection? I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple, yeah, there's a couple different Barnabases, but the, yeah, the conference that was in Atlanta, like I showed up and there was all these guys and they were just like, you're awesome. Like, don't, don't listen to other people, you know, and it was a very relational conference, very, uh, encouraging. And so I really just want to do that on a much broader scale. You know, I, I love the idea of working on bringing everybody in the denomination together that does this to encourage them. So that's, that's my why. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, uh, Matt. And really the only question I have in response to everything you shared is what color is the puke? It's pretty. It's pretty clear. Um, That's good. Yeah. And what color is your couch? Oh. Oh no. Oh gosh. <laughs> this is crazy. Can't believe this happened to you. It's a good thing it's an audio podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to turn off my mic and do some. Cleaning. Yeah. Unless, unless Meredith, you had a question. For I me. actually did have a question. Um. How have you dealt with discouragement? In youth ministry, just or not seeing fruit when you want to, how have you dealt with that? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, I think there's two different kinds of discouragement, and I think that there's two different kinds of nonsense that we have to like, or, or difficulty that we have to deal with. So, I think that there is there's parts of the job that are always going to be hard, but that's the job. Like you signed up for that. And so like when you get a phone call from the department of children and family services, because of something that's happening to one of your students, that's, that's never going to be okay. Um, but that's what you're here for, like to walk with that student and to, and to walk with that family through that process. Uh, then there's the other category where it's like, stupid people imposing stupid things on you for stupid reasons. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like I think, Matt, I think you should be, uh, you know, performing a puppet show in every high school in the county, <laughs> That's, which has never been said to me, but for some odd reason, I'm very afraid of that happening. Because <laughs> that's my go-to example. But like, you know, someone deciding you're going to do something really nonsensical and, and unproductive or whatever, uh, or complain about something dumb. And I think the answer to both of those is expectations and internalization, mm. right? One expects, expect hard days and expect stupidity, mm. right? Uh, if you expect those things, then when it happens, then you only have one problem to deal with. If you don't, then you have two problems and that's the problem. And then you're being upset that you have a problem. So now you have two problems. 
Yeah. So expectations. And, and then the other thing is just not internalizing those things. When people say crazy things to you, uh, listen to what they say, evaluate it, seek other counsel, but don't immediately turn that inside and go like, I'm not good at what I do mm-hmm. because this old lady in the lobby said I was dumb for wearing the shirt I was wearing, you know, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, consider your expectations and don't internalize toxic things. Whether it's something that happened to your kid, don't internalize that. And don't internalize criticism, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's a good word, man. Yeah. Yeah, Mer- Meredith, why don't you uh, share with us, you know, how you know you got involved in stu- into student ministry and give us a little bit of a, you know, your story kind of going into, you know, deciding that, okay, this is what I'm going to do with my, you know, full-time, everyday work. Yeah. Um, so I am from Savannah. I grew up in a Christian home, um, but did not, was not involved in a church. And my first experience with youth ministry was actually when I was a senior in high school. Um, I had a friend invite me to a small group and I had honestly never experienced anything like it. Just the the um, the safety that was there and how tight knit everyone was, um, the leaders' home that it was in. It just honestly became that felt like a second home for me. And so I that that was my first experience of really reading the the benefits of youth ministry and love kids. And so I started volunteering with the middle school Sunday school uh, at my church in college. And that was honestly pretty much it. I I really like had no question after that. That was what I was called to do. I um, started realizing at that time, my passion specifically for one-on-one discipleship. So I was volunteering in the Sunday school, but I also would meet with girls outside of it for coffee or uh, for lunch or just to lead a separate Bible study. And um, really, really, I I felt like I just came to life doing that. And so I decided to intern um, at at a church because I kind of knew at this point I was majoring in sociology, um, but just really started feeling the tug. I, I just really see myself doing ministry full time. So let me take an internship, work full time for a summer in this, and see see what I think. Um, so I I became a summer intern at a PC church with middle school uh, specifically, and just on just haven't looked back since then. Um, I, I think I from that summer I had multiple people affirm that my gifts were in ministry and, and it just made sense. And I got to the point where I, I thought I really can't see myself doing anything else, but this, honestly, it was kind of impossible <laughs> to imagine doing anything else. Um, it, it, I, it's not everyone's story that it happens so seamlessly, but for me, it, it just was kind of like, okay, this is what is clearly next. And it didn't seem as much like a question. It felt like the Lord made it really clear. So, yeah. No, that's awesome, Meredith. And how many did you, sorry if I missed this, but how many years have you from when you started as like a working with youth? Yeah. About five, a little five to six. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. But compared to Matt, you know, <laughs> I know. It's, it's like, yeah, just five. But no, that's, that's a lot. That's like three 
youth pastor cycles, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but when Matt shares, you know, 27 or like that. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel, it feels like a drop in the bucket. <laughs> but, the sad thing is that I looked like Meredith when I started. <laughs> Do you, really? Just. <laughs> Do you have hair? <laughs> this is where you're going. This is where you're headed. This is. This is the only thing I can promise you. No, no, not good. To no, no. And listen, listen, like, yeah, that's that is important. Like, um, it's not how long you do it. It's like your level of commitment while mm-hmm. you're doing it and not doing it until you get to do something mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Which is a huge pet peeve of mine. So I appreciate anybody that's committed to, to mm-hmm. this. Even if that changes down the road, that's fine. But like, this is an all-in poker game. Like you got to mm-hmm. go all in. Um, you know, Meredith. You know, to you know, be in student ministry for any amount of time. You know, everyone has to figure out their reason for staying. Mm-hmm. You know, involved. Uh, why, why? What would be your reason for sticking for five years? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, there, there's multiple. Kind of like I I said a little bit ago. One of the biggest reasons is I just very clearly have felt the call and could not imagine doing anything else <laughs> other than ministry. Um, I also think the Lord has been really gracious that even in periods of discouragement or, or when I feel like ministry is not going as well, He always, I mean, just so faithfully will bring in an equal amount of encouragement for every hard time that there is a ministry and just these subtle affirmations that that this is where he has me. And and I would say, I mean, my absolute favorite part of my job is the, like Matt was saying, the relationships. And, and specifically, one of my favorite parts is walking through life, even the mundane of life with, with students and watching them grow up. Um, the, the church that I was at, before the one I'm at now, I came in when the girls were in sixth grade and left when they were going into their senior year. And just being able to watch them literally grow up <laughs> um, over the course of that time was my absolute favorite thing. And and being able to be brought into their lives too, getting to know their parents and their families and, um, and seeing them in all different circumstances through all of the joys of life and all of the sorrows and um, it, that, that is such an honor that I've have been able to be led into, to walking through life. I, I was just, um, in a wedding uh, earlier this month of one of my former students. Um, and she married a guy that was also in the youth ministry. So things like that are, um, are just so <clears throat> special and unlike anything else. And I would also say, I mean, it's just a ton of fun. Truly. I, it's just so much fun to be in ministry, um, specifically to be in youth ministry. And I would say um, for my own relationship with the Lord, I have had to rely on the Lord and um, have had to depend on Him and been driven more to learn and to grow in my knowledge and love of the Lord so that I can pour that out to students. And so I, another reason I've stayed is because it has grown me and my love for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus is important. <laughs> I didn't hear, I didn't hear Matt talk about Jesus. Once. I was just going to say that. Well, I... 27 years, you know, and he didn't even say Jesus. 
Okay, so <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just giving oh. you a hard time, Matt. And and apparently, 27 is where it ends. That's the that's <laughs> and that's it. That's fired. That's the whole number. We're not. It's not in counting. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> He's done. So no, that's awesome, Meredith. So yeah, it's it is true for Matt and for me that you know Jesus is, you know, is is you know his relationship with us is what propels mm-hmm. us to offer anything to anyone else. So Absolutely. it's really, it is really, you know, it is really sweet to have him in our lives. So uh, grateful for that. And thank you for sharing. And, you know, you just joined this team. We threw you in the fire. We're like, we'll put you on a podcast, you know, and uh, which is great, you know, but, you know, you probably out of all, you know, both of us have a little bit more, clarity maybe on the reasons why for jumping in because you just had to jump in yeah. you just made that decision um so why why, you know, why why do you care you know about this next generation of youth leaders youth workers you know um you know out there yeah um i would say a lot so the reason i i joined this team and a lot of where my passion comes from is knowing myself and my own weaknesses and mistakes in ministry. Um, I think it is so easy to burn out in specifically in youth ministry. And um, one of the main things that is the community of other youth directors that, that God has placed around me. I think um, being able to share with people that do the same job that know how hard it is to um, have weird hours or, have to say no to social things with friends or um just the just the struggle of being in a job where you don't see clear cut black and white results and it's more gray and um sometimes you don't see if you're what you're doing makes any difference and i think having a community of people in the same boat helps tremendously and just encourage one another and so that's honestly a, a huge reason why I joined this team is i think if if the Lord would use me to encourage anyone on a hard day um, to stick with what they're doing, you know, to, sh- to shape God's kingdom, then it's worth it. Yeah. No, I feel, I feel that, you know, the, you know, maybe even the reason why I wanted, you know, would want to, you know, I'm still in youth ministry is because of other people coming alongside mm-hmm. me. Specifically a bunch of the guys in this, that are part of this team are the reason why yeah. I want to be around, you know, uh, I want to be around Matt, believe it or not. <laughs> I like looking at you, Matt. So, Aww. so yeah, Matt, do you got, um, you know, any thoughts or responses to Matt? It's okay, too, if you don't, you know, as well. But Well, no, actually, like, I had this question that I wonder if I should ask or if it should be like a subject for a whole other podcast. But, um, like, how... <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> what I'm th- no, no, no. I, I, so what I what I am thrilled about is that that you are in this position now, where you're uh, and possibly going to be the next director at the, at the church that you're at now. You're the you're the interim director right now, and that, that that's a potential that you're going to be the next mm-hmm. director. And I think that's fantastic, and we need more women youth directors. Mm-hmm. That's my personal feeling. But I was I'm, what I'm curious is like, what do you think about? that role what when do you think that that's a good idea when do you, what are some things that concern you about that like how does that work God, in that your really point could of view? be a whole other episode 
Yeah, and, and maybe I, maybe it should we Mikey and I shouldn't be here for that. <laughs> maybe it should be you and Katie and uh, Emmy talking about like being you know female yeah. youth directors. Well, I mean, I I can briefly answer that. I think I've seen in multiple different um, contexts of of youth ministry when there's just a man on staff the the girls often suffer and then when there's just a girl the guys often suffer um one reason why i feel um excited about the possibility of being youth directors female in my specific context is that i do have um a male staff member that is the the family pastor and so he will still be the touch point as well as just a very strong leadership volunteer team of males i think um I think both are super important and I think both are really needed. Um, and yeah, I could get a lot more than that. I'll keep it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Oh, great, great answer. Great answer. Yeah. I think you don't have to dismiss, you know, one by taking the other, you know, like to say that what's happened all the time is like, Oh, we got a guy youth director. That's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But just because you have, you don't have to throw out. You know what I mean. The other side too. So. Well, yeah. Well, I think from a practical standpoint, and this is one of the things that we're trying to accomplish, and we would love to hear from you guys that are listening. Like, how many PCA churches actually have a staff person for youth ministry, as opposed to a volunteer mm. person that's doing running the whole thing as a volunteer, right? So I think it's. I think that's the vast majority. Then the next tier is someone that has a staff person. And even fewer than that is someone that has two, like a, like a director and an assistant director. Right. Let, let alone a perimeter where you've got, you know, multiple staff. Um, so I think that how do we, that dynamic, which has nothing to do with whether a woman should be a youth director or not, um, is a really important issue no matter where, what stage you're in. Mm-hmm. Right? How do we have that voice reflected? How do we balance our ministry, no matter what level of staffing definitely. we have? But again, again, that's like a series. We can do. yeah, that might be that's something a- to definitely uh, draw out because I like that, um, especially uh, having Meredith's thoughts and words um, to speak into that. That'll be huge. So thanks, Meredith, for sharing. Really grateful you're in student ministry. So thanks, and and with us, yeah. and with us. Verdict's out if I'm grateful if Matt is or not. We'll see. We'll see. So <laughs> <laughs> I just I just woohooed. I just woohooed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Man, I actually am so glad you are in student ministry because uh, <laughs> you keep me you keep me going. So I'm so I'm so blessed. Um so I guess I'll share maybe just a little bit uh about maybe my journey. You know, it's funny because I last night flew in from a retreat and I flew into Orlando where my old uh youth pass the guy who led me through youth ministry lives you know and so i texted him yesterday in the morning i said hey i'm gonna fly into orlando i, I land around you know uh 6 30 you know at night uh i know it's last minute but would you be down to get some food around the airport uh because i'll be driving you know i live about an hour and a half two hours away from him i'd be driving you know to uh you know, my town from there. And, you know, he responded, said, yeah, man, I'm down. So I showed up at the airport, met him at, um, have you guys ever been to Cheddar's uh, Scratch Kitchen? Oh, yeah. uh-huh. 
I mean, it's just like it's it's like total airport, like right off. You know, like we got all the franchises, and we we picked that. Now, listen, they do. They have a croissant buttered something sweet croissant, like that they give to you for free. It's like like a roll, a dinner roll, or something. It's well, you, you had me at cheddar, so <laughs> I've never been to this place, but it's a good. I mean, just go for the croissant. <laughs> just go for the croissants. <laughs> uh, it was. It, I mean, they're like. It's buttery, biscuity croissant, very you know flaky, and it was melt in your mouth. It was amazing, um, and uh, but you know what was just as amazing was getting to talk with him and catch up, and I you know thinking about these questions and you know I think that's you know one of the biggest reasons why I got into student ministry was because of the impact that he kind of had on my life, you know when I was going through middle school and high school that I had somebody that you know I could talk to about anything. Uh, now, did I talk to him about a ton of stuff? Probably not. I probably, <laughs> but I knew I had that, you know, and I knew I had someone out there that I could call on the phone if things mm-hmm. got really bad and they would, they would be there for me, yeah. you know? Uh, and I definitely, you know, I'm sure I, at some point last night, I think I did apologize because I think I was venting about student ministry to him. I said, I'm <laughs> sure I've done this to you. So, and then he, he was having a grandparent moment yeah, where he was, was experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that's, that's a big reason. And, you know, obviously he's just, um, he was just walking, you know, in the footsteps of Jesus. I'm not going to make the same mistake, Matt, <laughs> at some point. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he was just ministering him to me mm-hmm. uh, just by being there and being available. Um, the fact that he was, he, I can meet him as an adult and know that this guy has seen me and witnessed me in middle school and high school and still loves me. That's the gospel. Mm. You know, like, yeah. there's no, there's, that's the gospel of grace. And, and so, that he's uh, still there. Right. Yeah. He's still available. Mm. So even as an adult, yeah. maybe yeah. it's worse. You know, there's a, the, the legacy aspect of this is so mm. cool. Right. And I, I agitate my kids sometimes because I tell them, I, I'm not looking forward to seeing you in heaven. And they assume, I mean that in a negative way. I'm like, no, I mean, I expect to see you. <laughs> what I can't wait to see is who's there because mm. of you. You know? And so, like, you know, for me, it was my, my mentor, my college professor that taught me youth ministry. Like, he was a kid like me that a, a young life leader reached out to and ministered to him. But he's trained hundreds of people to do youth ministry. And I'm just one mm. of them. And there's, there's probably a couple thousand kids that I've communicated the gospel to because of him. You know what I mean? It's exponential Mm. and it is, and it is, it's also really cool. And and you guys might not be at this point yet, but this is where being old is. I've got a handful of friends that were students. Yeah. Like we're friends now. Like we hang out, like our kids play together. Like it's. And that's super rare. I think that's a really special when, when they stop being your former kid and then they actually become like your actual adult mm-hmm. life friends. Yeah, I like that. So that is sweet. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely friends with my youth pastor. He's gonna come into town on Halloween um and go around the neighborhood with uh me and my kids. Oh, fine. So, so yeah, and I realized, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are like, I'm just so lucky to have that in my life. So, mm. uh, it's very, I feel like not common. And 
I look forward to offer that to, you know, my students and to some degree, you know, I'm, he's, he's the best to me, but you know, I won't, I'll probably be able to match, but I'll try, um, to offer that. So and he's a big reason why I've stayed and, and really, you know, having this, you know, group, um, having a group, a network of guys, um, and ladies that I can talk to and share when I'm discouraged or sad or upset or angry, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't internalize, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, talking about. definitely. So I, so I can hear back what I'm saying and be like, okay, like there's truth here, but there's, it's not all true. And, you know, all these accusations aren't, you know, necessarily fair and to be encouraged by that. That's a big reason why I think I've stayed involved and stayed a part of it. And then the other is just, I, you know, I do, you know, I love, I do love seeing, um, God at work in students mm-hmm. and hearing their stories, um, hearing their pain and suffering, even though it's hard, but I, I, I love to be that place where, you know, the person that they tell their deepest, darkest secrets to, you know, and yeah. to hold that space and to, um, you know, they're expecting from you to, you know, judge them pretty rough. I mean, they're, sh- they're taking great courage to share. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, their expectation all the time is, you know, you know, he's gonna, I'm in, you know, he's going to reject me and to offer them, you know, a hug to offer them, um, you know, the words, I love you still, you mm-hmm. know, and to, to say that over them and to say, this is only possible because of Jesus, you know, it's, it's just one of my favorite things to get to do. Um, and it's, 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 it's really exciting. Um, and, uh, I care about, you know, the, this whole thing and because I, I do think it's, it's sad. Uh, I, I talk to a lot of college kids cause we try to bring in summer interns and none of them, uh, ever think like, about doing youth ministry internships or they don't want to do those things and talking to just young people, you know, in college and just hearing, or even young adults are just like, no, that's, you know, I'm going to do, or even people in seminaries that are like, this is not an option for me. I'm not going to do youth ministry. I'm going to do, you know, go straight into, you know, not youth ministry is pastoral ministry, but jumping straight into like uh, assistant, you know, version. Adult, adult adult ministry. ministry, Whatever, you know, that is. And just hearing more and more, uh, of that and less and less of, you know, uh, of a desire. And so I just want to be part of something that, you know, communicates to people that this is, this is what Meredith said is fun. Um, it's an adventure. Uh, it's incredibly hard and difficult. Uh, but we get to watch kids, you know, grow in their faith and we get to be on the front row and on the front lines of seeing families healed and seeing Jesus work in those and it, I'm like, it's all, I mean, way in so, in so many other ways, it's, it's uh, a lot different than even, you know, adult ministry. Cause you, you know, I feel like kids tell you a lot more than an adult would, you know, when they're sitting down. <laughs> True. Like you, I, I, I uh, did a sermon uh, at my church. They'll occasionally let the youth guy teach. Uh, speak. <laughs> so I went up and I said, I just want you guys to know, I know a lot about you because I know your kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! And that was the last time I ever spoke uh, at Seven Rivers. Sometimes so, uh, you find out things you you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So, but yeah, I think that's just wanting to encourage you know uh, youth workers, youth leaders uh, to just keep investing, mm. and, um, to be there for them. Like Matt's been there for me. So, oh, yeah. so, so, anyways. Yeah, uh, I, 
I'm unless you guys have anything else to say, you know, or to speak. I see something on the screen. Oh, that's not gonna work. Never mind. So, but uh, I am grateful uh, for you guys, and and thank you for uh, thank you for uh, jumping on. And uh, Meredith, thanks for jumping on with me and Matt. We've we've uh, we don't deserve you. So uh, <laughs> thank you. So, I am excited. So. I'm very excited. I think I think she's I think she's exactly what we needed, Mikey. We need yeah, something like normal. There's, there's <laughs> there, well, there's also there's also like a spectrum here, right? Like. There's there's like a happy go lucky spectrum where I feel like I'm the old guy with a cigar in his mouth like and, and Meredith on the I'm other the end angsty, and you're like in the middle. I'm the angsty youth master, you know, that's depressed. <laughs> and Meredith is just a breath of fresh air oh. for everybody. Just a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Thank you guys and uh, yeah, we'll we'll jump back on and we'll get more done. So awesome. Thanks.